Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where our mission is to help Christian contractors turn their business into their ministry and scale it in the name of God with biblical principles and righteous marketing so that they can be a light in the darkness. Marketing doesn't have to be hard. You just need the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in. I'm super excited to have myself, yours truly, on the Christian Contractor Podcast here today. And today, what I want to talk about is who is Brandon Guthrie? Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Let's learn more about who Brandon Guthrie is. So, um, yeah, just gonna gonna take it back, let you guys in on the story, the origin story, how we how I got to where I'm at today, um, the difficulties I had to overcome. So, I almost killed myself. 2006, San Bernardino, California. I was racing then at the world-famous Glen Helen Raceway. Adrenaline was pumping through my veins. My blood was pumping, and we were going for it. I was on the track. I was racing. It was going amazing. I was pumped. I grew up racing motocross. This was like my dream. And then the worst happened. I got cross-roaded on the face of the finish line jump, sideways in the air, and smash, smack the ground. Boom, instantly knocked out cold. First responders rushed over to me. They shake me. They try to wake me up. They try to resuscitate me. They try to wake me up. They're shaking me. They're moving me, and nothing's happening. Nothing's working. No matter what they do, I'm not waking up. Uh, My dad was there at the track that day, and I'm sure... Uh, I, I I have no idea like what was going through his mind at that time. I was 15, 16 years old at this time. Um, this happened, it actually uh, happened right before the end of my sophomore year in high school. So that would be, I had just turned 16. I'm, my birthday is May 2nd. And, uh, so, unresponsive, motionless, lifeless. So, they call in the helicopter. They helicopter me out of the racetrack. A, a helicopter. They helicopter me to the nearest hospital, rush me, because they know if they don't get me to a hospital quick, something bad is going to happen. Get to the hospital. I had then shoulder-length hair. Uh, they shaved my hair. They drilled a hole into my skull and put a tube in my head. I woke up 
two weeks later in the hospital. I don't remember. I don't remember anything in between. People always ask me, did you see the light? It was like one of those uh, situations where you go to sleep and you just wake up. I'm in the hospital. And something's wrong. My body's not working the way it's supposed to be working. I had to learn how to walk again. Learn how to write again. Learn how to have my body speak to my mind again. And leading up to this time, up to this moment, I had dreams of being a professional racer. I grew up racing motocross. I grew up on a dirt bike, riding dirt bikes, and simultaneously, I was also into design. And I had just started my business prior to this, and I was I had aspirations to be a business owner. And now, I woke up in the hospital, not being able to walk, not being be able to write, not being able to use my body properly. And now I was just thinking about how I would be lucky if I would just be a normal kid again. So I'm in the hospital now. I actually remember it was the end of the school year, so I remember actually people, uh, friends of mine from high school, coming in and bringing in their yearbooks for me to sign the yearbooks. I And I kid you not, and I, I still have the signatures on people's yearbooks. I, I tried signing my name. Couldn't do it. So now, welcome home, Brandon. Your, your new home is, your new residence is the hospital. So I'm, uh, I literally am being, doing physical therapy to learn how to like throw a basketball into like a kitty hoop. I'm like full, I mean, 15, 16, you're already like pretty much your height as an adult. And I have this little kitty hoop and they're like, okay, throw this basketball into this kitty hoop and from like three, four feet away. And I'm like, I'm still, I'm still uh, this arrogant, arrogant kid maybe. Uh, I'm all damaged and beat up, but right. I'm like, oh, this is, come on, you know, this is embarrassing. Right? And, and I try to throw and the ball and it literally would not go to a little kitty hoop. And that's when I knew I was like, Oh snap, I'm worse than I thought. I need to humble myself here. So there was, I mean, I'm in the hospital waking up. I remember the only joy I had to look forward to was I, I literally remember tap tapioca pudding. Like that was my, that was my, that's all I had to hang on to. Uh, well, <laughs> Waking up day in, day out in the hospital, one day, two day, three days, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And I ended up turning into two months straight in the hospital, trying to just literally bring myself up to be able to function again. I remember I even, this is one of the most kind of most humiliating ones, was they put like a leash on me. And they took me out into the parking lot, and they're like, okay, see if you can run. <laughs> so they got this, like, waistband leash they're holding me by, and they're like, okay, let's see if you can do it. 
um, yeah, it was humiliating, embarrassing. I was like, no, like, can we do this somewhere that's not in the public? It's like right by Beach Boulevard, big old parking lot outside the hospital. It's like, no, please no. So two months go by. They release me from the hospital, and they say, hey, Brandon, you got you have to be on house arrest because you are at a high your high likelihood of having a seizure. So, um, so then I'm on house arrest for a month. I remember a couple of friends coming over every now and again, just to visit me. It was nice to them. And once again, just like, dude, if I could just be a normal kid again, this would be great. Let alone be a professional racer or entrepreneur. And, but one thing motocross taught me was to be tenacious, and I did not give up. I had a stubborn, tenacious attitude that motocross taught me. To, it gave me discipline, tenacity, perseverance through the difficulties I had to face to get to where I was at in my athletics. So I did not give up. I asked my doctor, how long until I can get back on the bike? He's like, dude, at least a year, minimum. So, okay, so what did I do? I went to, uh, I went and picked up a camera. Picked up a camera, and I started interviewing pros at the racetrack. So I kept going to the racetrack. Um, but this time, I came with a camera without, a, and this, and no bike, which is like crazy, weird for me. No bike, just interviewing these, interviewing the pros at the racetrack. I take the interviews of the pros, and then what I did was I learned HTML and CSS and JavaScript. And I started building websites straight up from Notepad. No Dreamweaver, no helper software, literally straight up from Notepad. I was trying to go for the expert level first. So I built my own website. I put the pro professional interviews, the uh, professional racer interviews on the website. And I put Google AdSense on the website so I would get paid for the traffic. And I started making money from, from Google AdSense. And then one day, someone saw my website and said, hey, could you build me a website? And I was like, uh, sure. He's like, would you do it for 300 bucks? I was like, sweet, 300 bucks? That's a lot of money. I was like, let's go. That was my first client ever, $300 for a website. So um, during this time, I, I land this client. I'm all pumped. I'm all amped. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I really, uh, before this, I, I was already into design. I was an expert in Photoshop and Illustrator. And now I was an expert in HTML, CSS, JavaScript. And, um, and I was like, I had videographer skills and abilities, audio, video, all that good stuff. And so, uh, so yeah, I got that going. And, uh, Little by little, so I started having these skills, videographer skills, website skills, graphic design skills, um, and I ended up getting myself into graphic design jobs and at a print shop. I remember Monster Image in Huntington Beach, California. What's up? Shout out to Scotty. Uh, he hired me. He was like, graphic designer for 11 bucks an hour? He's like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then slowly but surely climbed the ladder. And then in 2014, I was working as marketing manager at a national barbecue brand. And um, I had been running my business on the side, building websites and doing graphic design, doing websites and even some video stuff. So, um, and eventually my, inc my revenue for my business equaled the same as my 
as the, my salary at this company. So I decided to go uh, all in on my business. I quit my day job. I went all in on my business. And uh, all at once, I, I quit my day job. I went all in on my business. Um, I got a pad by the beach. And so now I have money. And I'm living by the beach. I'm a, a bachelor. And, uh, and I, I got enticed, honestly, to go, go off on my own because all the Lamborghinis and the private jets and all like the, all the life, there's so like this crazy cool lifestyle. That's like what drew me in as a young person in the marketing industry. And now I, I really, uh, I really dislike that as a driver for people because it's all about selfishness. It's all about greed, pride, ego. And that's what I was, that's what I was into it for. And so I quit my day job, all in my business, and I made it all about living my good life. And that's where I first went wrong. I made it all about myself and not serving others. And so that's what I did. I started to try to live my good life, my good, my, my beach life, right? Um, so I started going to get drinks with the boys one night a week. Then it became two. Then it became three. Then four. Then five. Then six. Then seven. Then I was going out every single night. And before you knew it, I was getting blacked out drunk every single night. Got way out of hand. Trying to live this like cool guy life, right? Well, I started showing up to client meetings, literally probably still intoxicated, falling asleep at the meeting table. Like almost falling asleep. Not like my nodding my head off to like a, a, a new client. So the thing is, is I was I was like out of my mind, so I didn't even, it's like when you're doing, when you're living that way, you almost don't care, you know, you don't, I was like losing clients, losing my revenue, losing my income, and losing my business, and I didn't care because I was getting fulfillment from alcohol and and partying and stuff like that, and then, I mean, inevitably, one thing led to the next, and then, bam, eviction notice on my door, I got evicted from my awesome beach pad, and it still it still didn't really hit me and uh, what and then after that it really hit me as soon as I started to actually pack the boxes started actually getting the moving truck and then I was truly faced with the pain humiliation and embarrassment of having to move back into my parents spare bedroom humiliating and once I finally move in I sit down you know, I'm sitting down my boxes, I'm sitting on my mattress, I'm looking up at the ceiling, and I'm thinking, oh, how the heck did I get here? What happened? And then I had a sobering moment, and I knew right then and there I needed to do two things. It hit me like a freight train. One, I had gotten off the path that God had for me, plans to prosper me. And two, I needed to learn how to market myself out of this hole that I had got myself into. So I hit the ground running, full speed ahead, getting my life back on track, building my relationship back with God, getting back into scripture, being intentional, and adding, and then on top of that, just going hard, seven days a week, 18 hours a day, losing sleep, barely eating, losing all my muscle mass, losing all my weight, skin pillows paper, losing my hair. Because I was, free, I was just grinding seven days a week, 18 hours a day, no joke, losing sleep over this like crazy. I mean, like a madman, like a mad scientist. I'm in this hole. I need to get out of this hole. And the way that I think I'm going to be able to get out of this hole is if I grind, uh, right? So 
I take every more mentor out I know to lunch. I watch every YouTube video that I can. I go on this. I, I try to get every course that I can get my hands on. Now, God does not honor this because I feel like I cheated uh, by going to this website that basically shares online courses for like, uh, I don't know, 20 to $50 a month. They'll give you access to these to like, hey, we bought courses. We, we do group buys. They buy, they pitch in, you buy courses together. Uh, I'm sure that uh, that mindset set me back. And, you know, we're all, we're all growing. We're never perfect. We're never like done being worked on. But I grinded. I scraped the face of the planet to get any information I could to learn how to market myself out of this hole. And I tried, and I failed, and I tried, and I failed, and I tried, and I failed time and time and time again. And there there was, I mean, there was no light at the end of the tunnel, but I kept going. I kept going. I remember I started to jog. I started to listen to YouTube motivational videos, you know, right? Getting less, some less brown in there um, and uh, all the, all the, all the awesome Motivation you hear from Tony Robbins and all those guys that are, that are in on those videos on that YouTube search. And, uh, dude, I just grinded. I pushed, I pushed, I pushed, and I failed, and I failed, and I failed. And I just kept going. Kept trying, kept failing, kept trying, kept failing. And I decided, I committed to myself right then and there during that time period that I was going to do this or I was going to die trying no option. And fast forward to 2020, we landed our first two comma club award. And that came from trying and failing, trying and failing, trying and failing and not giving up when everyone else is giving up. You put your head down, do the dark work and get it done. That's what I told myself and it paid off. 2021, I landed a two comma X club award and now 2022, a second two comma club award. And next year we're on pace for another two comma X and a two C C C award, which is $25 million award. And even more than all the revenue and the accolades we've been able to achieve through this journey is the person that I was forced to become through the pressure. Diamonds are created through pressure. And then the next question is, how do we do it? So to answer that question, I want to give three mindset tips and three tactical tips. Number one on mindset is flip the script on being selfish to being selfless. As soon as I started making about serving everyone else but myself, everything started to work. It's almost like we were designed that way. It's almost, how funny. <laughs> Number two is know who you are for. Know who, you're, who you were created for. Don't serve everybody. Serve your tribe. Have that mindset. Be intentional about who you serve. Know who that is. That's going to help you separate yourself. And three is seek pain like it's your job. Get comfortable being uncomfortable because life is not going to stop trying to kick you in the teeth. And you need to be able to have poise and self-control when it does. And then three tactical tips. So tactical tips, ads, funnels, automation. So tactically, uh, we use in social media, a really big golden nugget takeaway is instead of running ads based on trying to push or sell something, run ads based on curiosity to see uh, curiosity. So 
uh, one of our favorite ads is running an ad to see if you qualify or a quiz or something, a survey or something of the sort. And then um, number two is funnels. So leveraging the commitment consistency bias. It's a human psychological fallacy that when we start something, we want to finish something. We want to close the loop. So we want to get people under the slippery slide of our funnel that has, right, multi-step, multi-commitment. Get them in, get the get their toe in the water at the front end out of curiosity because your ad was based on curiosity. And then once they're in, keep gaining further commitment. And, obviously, and then lastly, use automation to keep them in your ecosystem. Automated text, email, ringless voicemail, Facebook message, Instagram DM, all now can be integrated and automated uh, so that if someone doesn't finish your funnel, you can keep bringing them back into it. Uh, and then that, with that automation, you're able to control the narrative of your funnel experience. So there's customer experience, there's user experience, and now I'm coining this. It's called funnel experience. And so what, what we can do is control the narrative of what's going on in their mind through automation while they're going through the funnel. So they take step one. Maybe they get a text with a little video of you. It's like they, uh, a video of you saying what you want them to hear at that time. Like, hey, thank you so much for filling out this form. We're really looking forward to taking this next step. And here's why it's really important. Boom, 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 boom. Um, and the really powerful part is the text video. They see a face. They, see, they hear a voice. And they see your body language. And they decide right then if they like you or not. And, like, what's the best way to build rapport is in person. But how can you get as close to in person online? And that's by sending videos, building that, and using, uh, you know, using your tonality and body language and speech to, like, build that connection as quickly as possible. And my prayer is that if one person could listen to this story, and feel encouraged and feel empowered to be able to get through one more roadblock, then I have done my job. And if you are that tribe, if you are my tribe, then maybe, just maybe, we can partner and we can change the world. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you're a Christian contractor that wants to scale to seven and even eight figures and beyond, head to go.dreamdesignlabs.com forward slash 950k hyphen 30 days, where we teach exactly how we helped a residential contractor generate $950,000 in revenue in just 30 days. It's free, and I guarantee you'll get great value from the content. Remember, Marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Till next time, stay blessed. Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there, do great work, and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.